Hey everybody, this is Matt Lawman, and welcome to the premiere episode of the M2C Show. For those tuning in, please listen up as I'll be bringing each and every one of you an unfiltered take on today's culture, news, sports, and life experiences, sharing content that goes beyond the M2C blog. Let's get started. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the M2C Show. I'm recording on a beautiful Monday morning, February 18th. The weather outside in Los Angeles is cold. The weather is frightful. Psych. It's not, guys. That's just a typical Cali response complaining about the weather. But ironically, I'm a Cali native, so I guess the joke's on me. Anyways, I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, for that matter, hope love and happiness was in the air for you guys. Uh, for those who didn't have any love, that's okay. You'll get there and be part of the millions who went all out for their significant others or not. Hey, times are tough. Everybody has to adapt and be creative, right? I won't judge you. Just know that somebody will be regardless of your efforts. Anyways, for today's episode, I really wanted to piggyback off the reality that times are still tough in America, despite what many of us think and feel. You see, there are so many heartbreaking issues that still need to be resolved and addressed The call for necessary adaptation. And I use the word adaptation because change is such a dangerous word we throw around today. Most of the time, it's an empty promise. We hear a lot, but adaptation is different. It's an actual act, and I'll get to this later. But first, I really wanted to tap into a specific emotion, the emotion of heartbreak, and get real deep and personal. But first off, though... Let me be clear, I won't lead you on with this post-Valentine's Day rant of an experience I had with the subject matter. Nah, that's not my style. The heartbreak I'll be emulating and discussing affects millions of people every month and every year. I'm talking about those ridiculous, heartbreaking student loan payments. Yep, it's an epidemic in today's culture, and the reason why I wanted to share it with you is because first, it hits close to home. It's a real issue I take to heart because I'm a recent graduate who understands the financial burdens and costs necessary to make it through college. And it's getting worse. And there needs to be this understanding of where we are as a society. And specifically, how the education system got to where it is today. Bloated and broken. And to give you some context on the subject matter, I'll share some insightful information I learned in the CNBC video on why college is so expensive in America. But lastly, I wanted to emphasize a current trend, or rather a new debate on whether college is worth the price of admission. It's a scary and honest question that many people have begun to explore recently, because there really has been no drastic college reform. But wait, people like Senator Bernie Sanders have been advocating for free college. Well, it's not realistic. And many people, including Andrew Yang, believe there are larger issues embedded in this college affordability crisis. So getting back to the question, is college worth the price of admission? It really is a loaded question. And as a recent graduate, I cannot sugarcoat the college experience. It was arguably my toughest experience to date. It brought me a lot of joy, satisfaction, grief, despair, and humility. It was an experience I would not trade for anything. Yet the stats surrounding college have gotten worse today, giving college a bad reputation. And it starts with the large scale of student loan debt. 
Did you know that the national student loan debt is at a whopping $1.5 trillion? Yep, trillion dollars. Like seriously, take that in for a second because it gets richer. With the average student ending upwards of $37,000 in debt by the time they finish their degree, entering jobs that provide them salaries lower than their actual loan size. I mean, that's just rich. That's just higher education at its finest, folks. And I'm sure some of you listening in have experienced it or know someone who's experiencing these dark realities. They're tough. And the saddest thing about it is, these loans follow you for the rest of your life. You see, even if you were to drop dead tomorrow, these loans will be passed on to your family and next of kin. Simply put, you cannot escape them like you can with credit card debt and file for bankruptcy. And that's some BS right there. When you consider big corporations and big banks, They've gotten away with murder, while millions of hard-working students don't have any real exit with their loans. You see, right there, it's the biggest problem. It perpetuates many to question whether college is worth it. And how can you not? America has romanticized college for years. It has gotten too complex with too many strings attached. As tuition prices at both public and private universities continue to rise, Students who cannot afford these costs are forced to make some life-changing decisions, essentially selling their soul to the devil just to get a diploma. So how did we get here? Why are students mortgaging their futures on an investment that has no real guaranteed returns? Or is it something bigger altogether? Does the American college paradigm need to change or adapt? Well, to answer these questions, I first turned to the CNBC video. It gives a lot of context into how royally messed up the college system is by explaining how funding, laws, and actions have led to this bottleneck state of chaos. And they do it really well by explaining what the three sectors of college are, public, nonprofit, and for-profit. They all generate money from tuition, but the rest of their funding varies, and that is important. Public schools like Ohio State and UC Berkeley, they get their funding from the government. Nonprofit schools are private schools, like Harvard and USC, they get their funding from donors. While for-profit schools, like University of Phoenix and Capella, they get their funding from shareholders. The reason why this is important is because each student tends to choose the latter, with affordability being the most common denominator. Even with these three choices, college is still expensive. And it starts with the 1944 GI Bill, which paved the way for veterans to enter college 49% of students in 1947 were veterans, but this would change with the 1960s civil rights movement that paved the way and widened the demographics for minorities and women. And these demographics were used to create and nationalize prestige. In 1983, the US News and World Report created the college ranking system. This right here changed the game forever. Colleges began raising the bar and so did student interest and prestige. So why is this quick history lesson relevant to student loans and increased tuition today? Well, once the 90s hit, taxpayers started to revolt, pinning college tuition on the students, asking them to pay their fair share. Bingo. It was right there, right when you didn't see it coming, that college truly changed forever. This spawned federal student loan process that we all know and hate today. It baited students with these two famous words, financial aid aka federal loans. Meanwhile, colleges started to reallocate their funding primarily at increasing its administrative workforce. Quite frankly, 
It was shady. And that is where this whole debate about how can we fix college debt and affordability starts to take shape. You see, in a recent Joe Rogan Experience podcast, Joe Rogan interviewed Andrew Yang, an American entrepreneur who is running for president in 2020 on a platform of universal income. He had some interesting insights on fixing the chaotic college system, and the solution is not free college. Yang had some really great lines. He said, Students are going to college with record-setting debt, where college is two and a half times more expensive, even though it's not gotten two and a half times better. That is such a great line because it's true. Colleges become bureaucratic, bloated with too many administrators. So to fix this, he proposes we should focus on students first, giving students a path out of debt. He proposes a 10 by 10 payment plan, where if you commit 10% of your wages for 10 years, you'll be debt-free. And this makes perfect sense because colleges have already forgotten about these loans. They were already paid off. You see, the federal government oversees the loan distribution and repayment process because these loans are negotiated by private loan companies. So, Yang argues, why not give them a bailout like we did in 2008 with the big banks? We gave them $4 trillion that helped boost the economy out of a recession. And this is a bold idea because young people are not spending money in the economy. They're not taking risk as young entrepreneurs because they're focused on their student loan debts. But Yang, to his credit, makes one final argument, one I share, and it's a testimony to this idea that the American college paradigm is outdated and cannot meet the future standards of the job market. Yang says America is overemphasizing college and underemphasizing technical vocational apprenticeships, which are trade ships. It's due to this idea that college is an end-all problem solver of unemployment. And it's not, because underemployment rate for recent graduates is at 44%, meaning graduates have a 50-50 shot that their next job will not even require a degree, despite what future projections show. So, to finish this podcast off, is college worth the price of admission? America really needs to be honest and acknowledge that the college system for students today is not working, and so is the mindset. Simply put, college is not for everybody, and that's okay. We as a society have pushed college, forcing this mentality onto young people that college is the next step after high school. And I, for one, think this is ludicrous because 18-year-olds have no clue what they want to do or be. Because even mid-20-year-olds like myself have barely began to figure it out. For 18-year-olds, college is this escape from mom and dad. They just want to fly away from the nest and become independent. But they can't. The cards have been stacked against them for quite some time. Because we have not properly set up students for the right success. You see, there's no written book on how to navigate college as a teen. And there should be one. Because I believe high schools need to truly nail down college preparation. I took AP classes. I attended college seminars, toured campuses, and asked the right questions. They all were not enough, though. As a student, you have to learn on the go. Manage everything on your own, from finances, food, studies, all the way to balancing a social life and preserving your mental health. It's a lot to process. If I had one thing to change, though... It would be to take a year off from finishing high school. Because freshman year was tough. Despite everything I did and did not do, I made plenty of mistakes. I failed as many times as I succeeded in my college pursuits. 
a famous quote I'm going to steal from Denzel Washington's UPenn commencement speech. But you see, failures are necessary for building who we are today and for the person who we want to become tomorrow, but not at the cost of $55,000 or $125,000 in loan debt. And if you're a lawyer or a doctor who already know what they want to be and the path to take, then you know what the cost will be. But for the rest of us, we will be scrambling trying to figure out this puzzle called life from every semester all the way up to looking or even being in a job that has nothing to do with our degree or major. So let's be reasonable with this question. Is college worth the price of admission? Because it takes knowledge, guts, and planning. America's youth needs to really think about it. If they themselves are willing to sacrifice their personal and family's finances and much more, then more power to them. It was worth it for me, but times are changing. Many Americans are realizing that college is not the only pathway. And I'll leave you with these final two cents. In 2017, NBC conducted a national poll that found that 49% of Americans believe a four-year degree was still worth it. In 2013, it was at 53%. So if you're questioning going back to college, finishing a previous degree, getting a master's, or simply have no clue what you want to become or do, you're not alone. College is not what it once used to be, a reality we must accept and adapt from if we want to keep pace with the demands of our futures. This is Matt Lawman signing off for the day, leaving you with these collection of two cents. Thank you so much for tuning in, and if you like what you just heard, please subscribe to the M2C Show. You can find me live on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And to find out the origins of the M2C Show, visit my blog, mattstwocents.com, or follow me on Instagram at mattstwocents, and Twitter at m2cblog underscore show. See you guys soon.